The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! It's been it's fucking five years. Like, Dude, eventually you're going to start to loosen up a little. Dude, I realized I've been doing the radio show for eight, over eight years. That's a long time. And uh, we've been doing this little soiree for about five years. I was driving around the other day and uh, the radio station came on and it was it was whine about it or whatever. And I was like... What do you mean, or whatever? And That's I, literally no, what it's called. It's just, you have to understand the context of like when I heard your voice on the radio, I was like... Ugh. <laughs> I was like, all I do is listen to this guy's I know, voice. I know, I know. It's <laughs> like, it's the worst. But you know what funny. I want to do is listen to two hours of Aaron again. You know, it's only twelve <laughs> to fourteen minutes a clip. All right, number one, number two, I go live, no edit, on radio, no edit. It's not easy to do. No, it sounds easy. But for me not to curse or throw out a fuck yeah. or a shit or a pussy or a balls or a dick is very difficult for me. I know. So the fact that I've been edited only twice in eight years is I, I kind of stand by that record. Speaks volumes. Speaks volumes to, to my your, sense of discipline. Your your professionalism. My fortitude. Your craft. My craft. Thank you, you sir. <laughs> <laughs> There's no craft. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's great though. I, I know, and Dustin just sits there and listens while you just start talking about wine, and I'm just like, I can't think of anything I'd rather well than than indulge myself in some Aaron Brandis well, and Dustin Nolan right we now. We already, <laughs> hey, to wit, uh, you are one of the minority, not the majority. Um, even though I know, no, other, I know it's a popular show, it's a and it's very and, popular, and it's really good. It is good. I just. I, you don't have to. I don't even listen to us. No, I, I know you don't. Why would I do that? I know you don't. Why would I do that to me? I only listen to us because I have to edit it. You have to edit it. Yeah, thing. I don't... Listen. Yeah. We are bloviating dickheads. <laughs> we know this. I don't need to hear myself be a bloviating dickhead. You guys do. That's your job. Not my job. I will say, for the record, I do edit myself probably more than I edit you. Like, you're just more of an vocal tick guy. It's like the ums and the yeah, the, yeah. You I know do what that. I mean? I do you, that. Yeah, and I mean everybody has their like things. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I'm like, why did you say that, you ignorant asshole? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I do the ums and the uhs and stuff. And you learn over the years. Like I used to be really really bad at it. I'm not as bad now. Um, during the during the radio stuff, I do it a lot less than I do it here. Yeah. Because I know it's more open ended. I try to keep it a little bit more concise, even though we're all victims to ourselves. And it doesn't matter, dude. And You're it's fine. all it's all it's all a it's all 
honestly, when you add those things up, it's all personality. Yeah. Because every radio guy has their own Rhythms vocal tics. Their, yeah. That's, it's just natural to everybody. But you can go ahead and listen to the show. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> there are 92.9 every Wednesday. There are pe- about a Wednesday. There are people in the office that may or may not leave. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm in the no, building. No, I know. I know. Which is fine. I don't care. I She has know. her own vocal tics, by the way. I, I, I'm not a radio personality. I've had an opportunity. I do a show. To edit her. I do a show. And she has her own stuff. That's everybody does. It's part yeah. and parcel yeah. to talking. People she, think it's easy. She also can't listen to herself. Cannot. I just don't. Yeah, I mean she's mo- just like a lot of people, a lot of musicians can't listen to themselves. No. It's like recording a song and mixing it and and listening to yourself over and over again. A lot different for a drummer. Than it is for a vocalist. Definitely. Like, it's a weirdly intimate, strange thing to try to dial in your voice is really, really weird. I know there's a lot of actors that just refuse to watch their work. Um, you got to watch dailies. You know. Right? Well, you see yourself. you got to yeah. see yourself. You see yourself. Uh, but but yeah. I understand that. There's people that won't go to their own premiere. Oh, no way. I, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Right. I, I, I would literally just... I would... Are you, I would ask the director, how did I do? They'd be like, it's amazing. Great. You did great. I never want to see the film. Next. I will never see the film. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hear I, great things. I think that's the way I would be. It just, it's not, it's it's a very anxiety, judgy. Most artists are already really um, shallow, broken people anyway. Sure. So to hear yourself, you're just going to pick it apart and drive yourself crazy. I guarantee it. In later life, I've listened to stuff I recorded 20 years ago, and I'm like, oh my God, it's like listening to somebody else. Yeah. So I can be a little bit more removed. I think we famously played some on a Whiskey Real podcast. Yeah, man. I, I just yeah. tricked somebody the other day that was over and played my stuff. They're like, this is fucking dope. And I was like, yeah, it is. No, it's cool stuff. Anyway, it's fine. It's very dated, but apparently... I'm so old, it's coming back around again. So who knows? I may have a revival. Suck my dick. I know you have a laundry list of shit you want to talk about. A little bit. Not as much as last week. There's one thing I absolutely am so thrilled about, and I am experiencing schadenfreude to like the highest degree. Yeah, what? And that is George Santos just getting <sighs> cremated. Okay. That guy is toast. He's done. He's done. Toast. So, as we know, our favorite guy, uh, well known first to uh, peak Mount Everest, <laughs> has oh, uh, right. been the starting pitcher of the Braves. Yep. We know that. We know that he was an all star at his uh, volleyball team. Yep. In, right? He worked for Goldman Sachs and Bears. Sure. Right? Sure. Very accomplished financier. Yeah. Uh, All the his, while being a Holocaust survivor. No, his no. <laughs> I know. Stop I know. it. Depending on what which day he said it, his parents died in the Holocaust. I know. Either way. I know. Did he have bad checks in Brazil that he's still on the run from? Hey. I don't know. Who I'm are not we a to fuck, judge. Who are we to judge? Mr. George Santos, who, who and I this see and I hate I hate to like I don't want to gloss over the fact that 
you assholes in upstate New York voted for this guy and fell for his bullshit. You did. You guys don't care about anything other than being fucking lib fucking haters. All you care about is owning the libs. You don't care about anything else. This guy's past. This guy's what he does means nothing. He has an R by his name. And so you guys voted for this guy. Now you're going... Well, we got duped. Well, you know why? Because you're a bunch of backwards, inbred, fucking unlearned pieces of shit. So you're so easy to dupe. And you're going to get duped again in the next election, which we'll talk about. But Santos, 13 counts, indicted. A lot of felonies. Each of felony um, carrying up to like 20 years. And he, he won't do any sort of time like that, but he might do some time. He might do some time. He um, has the COVID stuff is bad. Ooh, COVID co- stuff's bad, but the that's COVID not even the worst. Is bad. That's not even the worst. He did campaign fraud. So oh. if, you, if you guys don't know, you are only allowed, you are allowed to take expenditures from your campaign under $200. He has 30, expenditures at $199.99. Either he bought some very specific things. (laughs) And I'm not saying that's a lot of money, but that's not the point. It's the principle behind it. He's a fraud. He's a criminal. And you guys in upstate um, New York, which is, let's let's be fully full chest about it. New York is responsible for the house shifting right. They added new districts based on gerrymandering. You guys picked up five new seats on the right from upstate New York. And now the House of Cards is coming down. He was indicted, which I'm shocked because the DOJ doesn't do anything quickly. This is like fast for the DOJ, which means that they have nothing but receipts. And Santos, being Santos, came out and said, I went to the moon. I was the first man on the moon. I invented pancakes. <laughs> I created bubble water. Can you believe that? Yeah. You guys didn't know he did that? No, after he got indicted, he felt uh, his best tack, instead of um, trying to defend himself and the, the counts that are against him, was to say how dirty the Biden family is. Because, let's just, you're you're doing pocket sand. It's all pocket sand. Like, you guys are throwing sand. Look over there. Um, that's all you have. You're you're a piece of shit. You should have never been elected. I, I think I actually think the Republican Party in the House will ask him to step down. I don't know if there's any way to wrap their head around it. I know Donald Trump is Donald Trump, and everybody he is the 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 main figure of the Republican Party. I don't see how they get out of this. No, I mean, and and to be fair, they'll just handpick somebody. To take that worse, spot, but yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's different. I don't know a, if they do. No, I think they do. A, I think they do a re-election. Yeah, but I mean, he's. They may lose, dude. Maybe, when you, when you maybe. shit the bed this bad, yeah, and lie to your constituency this yeah. bad, things the the pendulum seems to overcorrect in the other direction. Sure, traditionally, sure. Will that happen? It won't matter. That'll mean they have six seats instead of seven seats. In the house, yeah, which makes the margin even smaller. Oh yeah, but you know, if we can take him out, Bobert out, you know, we're, yeah. we're we're starting to whittle the wood. Sure, here, sure. But he's uh, 
he's a he's a clown. He's never done anything in his it's life worth amazing. mentioning. It's an amazing story. It really is. It's going to be like a lifetime story of the week in about ten years. Yeah, I don't It'll think be lifetime George... exists anymore. Does it? Does it? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't either. I don't watch. Should I reference Lifetime or not? Have they done something wrong? Um, <laughs> um, I just want to, before we go on, Bobby, I yeah. have something to celebrate. Okay. Very excited. We have, as we're recording this, and we're recording this on a Thursday, we'd like to be full disclosure. So by the time you hear this, it could be fucking June. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That being said, as we record this, there has been 131 days in the year. There has been 202 mass shootings, y'all! Yeah. Woo! We we did it, guys. We are winning. We did it, guys. We are winning. We're doing it. We're doing it. And you should feel good about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. This is great. We talked about... We've been talking about this for quite a long time, about... What does it take for things to change? We said one a day, two a day. We're almost at two a day, guys. Yeah, we're, we're right almost there. there. We're getting there. Very exciting. Thank God, uh, right? Um, the right seems to be very confused about somebody who has <laughs> SS and Nazi uh, tattoos on their chest that post propaganda. We're not sure if this was motivated. Nazi ideology. We're not sure. Don't put words in my mouth. This guy was this guy was from Latin descent, so he can't possibly be a white supremacist. Can't be. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> just, I just I I don't know what to do anymore, man. It's a never-ending onslaught of. Fucking, I don't know what to do anymore. Like uh, mendacity and. Uh, this this whole situation has become so weirdly crystal clear that, and we can attribute this to multiple levels of politicians, part of politicians from both parties, what have you. But on this particular issue, it's going to be one party. Of course, I'm just saying that this has all just become so transparent that our system is really, really, really fractured. Yeah, and we said it. Uh, months ago, maybe even years ago, it's going to have to happen to somebody in power for there to be any change. And it's funny because every time there's a new shooting and there's a huge tragedy, there's always one guy that's like, I was a cop. I was an officer in the army. I'm a huge gun lover. And I'm saying now, now that I was in the mall, everything's got to stop. Unfortunately, these fucking chromosomally challenged inbred cocksuckers need there to be a shooting in front of them because they don't understand that they don't need to see it for it to happen. Yeah. It's real weird. I didn't see it happen, so it didn't happen. Um, they need it in front of them. Then They need to be involved before they say anything. I guess children need to put their hand on the stove to know the stove is hot. Yeah, this is what it reminds me of. It's like Bart Simpson putting his light in the his fucking finger in the light socket, and going ow, ow, ow. You until it happens to you personally, then it's all anecdote and it doesn't really exist. Yeah, it's the weirdest disconnect. But and I can't help to think that all it is 
really, at the end of the day, is protecting their power and money. And that's it. That's all it is. I think behind closed doors, these aren't people that would say anything other than we would say. But when it comes to fucking with their wallet and their power, they're going to say whatever they need to say to continue getting NRA into our notions. Have to be? It, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. What I mean is... That doesn't ha- that have to be the rationale? No, it has to. There's no other reasoning. You know, I'm sure mean? there's the Gomer. No, there's the other world. ways to do it. No, I'm just saying. That it, I'm sure there's guys out there that literally think the other way. You look at um, like Tuberville. That was asked literally a couple days ago um, about like the the they were asking about participation in the armed forces. And they were saying, should we get white supremacy out of the armed forces? And his response was, well, then we're not going to have any soldiers. Yeah. For that to be okay. Yeah. For a senator. Yeah. To say. Yeah. That's where we are right now. It's going to, guys, and we're going to be here for you. It's going to continue to get worse. It's gonna it's gonna continue to have Steven Crowder, who is a horrible human being, his wife left him because he's a piece of shit. Everybody leaves this guy saying that we're not sure these mass shootings, we're not sure this guy was really it's you know what it is? It's a psyop. Yeah. These are the liberals trying to pin stuff on the fucking right. They made this kid who's Latin, so obviously he can't be a white supremacist, right? There's never been a Jew-hating Jew or a black-hating black or a woman-hating woman. There's no way this guy could be a white supremacist um, based on every piece of fucking propaganda you've ever put out and refuse to take responsibility for it. Uh, The chickens will come home to roost, I think, in one sense or the other. I think. I hope. Or we're just going to go full blown civil war, us against you. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I. Every time I think there's this is it, and then you go to the bottom, and you go this is it, and then you go to the bottom, and go this is it, and then you see Trump at a town hall put on by CNN, which, wow, that was a why weird, that was so weird. Nobody else is giving him a foothold in general media except CNN. Are you that thirsty? Who is oh, yeah, ju- that's right. You are. You are, yeah. You went from 400,000 viewers for the entire day to 3 million because you you sponsored a lie fest for an hour and let that guy foment more disinformation because of ratings? Yes. Yes, you did. You're bad people. You're all bad people. You're all colluding. You suck. Trump's back to 2015 Trump. It's just, I'm going to say whatever I want. Fucking, it was not right. This is happening. I did this. No fact check. Gish galloping his way through an hour of a fucking quote unquote interview, which he never answered any questions. No. Um, This is where we're at. So I hope everybody can hug their family. If you haven't been in a mall in Texas, I hope you can hug your family and be safe. And um, apparently, 131 days in the year, 202 mass shootings. Yep. Uh, I, 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 I would hesitate to think that anybody listening to this right now would be okay with that. And if you want to bring up mental health or fucking, you're too dumb to have the conversation. Well, I'll say this, and then, we, then we'll talk about wine or something. Sorry, man. I'm, no, you're I, good. No. It's infuriating, man. Um. I was thinking about this over the weekend. 
I was just thinking about what we as a society claim to value and how we do not represent that in real life. At all. I mean... At all. When you go on Facebook and you see like, oh my God, our kid has fucking some cellular disorder and we need a Kickstarter to help our kid. I'm like, okay, so we're definitely not taking care of little kids that have healthcare issues. Okay, Mm. that sucks. And then you read an article and you're like, oh, this is how many fucking kids go to sleep hungry. Every fucking night. Yeah. Okay, so we're not taking care of those little kids. Sure. We're oh, these are all the little kids that got ripped apart by fucking guns in their goddamn school. Okay, so we're not taking care of those little kids. I mean, isn't a society historically judged by the way it treats their weakest members? And their oldest. And their oldest. Yeah. Their youngest so, and their oldest. So, like... Is is the benchmark of any civilization. So who the fuck are we we're as nobody. a people... We're if, nothing. If we're not willing to fucking like take care of our our children and our elderly, yeah. And by the way, if I get to choose between the two, who I'm gonna fuck off and sacrifice? It's gonna I'm be gonna, the elderly. It's gonna be the elderly. But then <laughs> they're the ones that vote. And so the, of course, we're gonna take well, care of those fuckers. And I mean, traditionally, they're the ones that know stuff. Mm-hmm. We used to value the elderly because they know they've done it before. They can They have it. They have sage advice. It used to not be a, a, a tag of dishonor to be old. And now oh. it is because you equate that with being ineffective and muddled and not knowing what you're talking about. That, someone that, that was needs never to be the, taken care of. Yeah, that was never the inclination, though. It was always, yeah. this, is my, this is my elder. I listen to what they say. They're not as strong as they used to be, but their mind is sharp. And now I I will I will I will receive all the gifts that this person has learned in their life, so I don't make the same mistakes. Or if I do, I know how to handle them. Sure. That was the beauty of being an elder. And now we would rather push them into corners and dissociate ourselves from them and let the children run run wild. And uh, there's no excuse. Ah, they're just being kids. And. We're in a weird uh, tipping point. We have been for a very, very, very long time. I'm going to say a 50-year tipping point. Like, that's what's cracking right now. We went from 60s civil rights to 2023, and we're talking about... We've already we've already took back Roe v. Wade. We're already banning books in Florida. We're already fucking... It's happening. It's happening, guys. It's happening right in front of you. And I know you have your bills to pay and your job to go to and your family to deal with, but it's happening. It's happening right in front of you. And you either choose to participate in it or you don't. And I understand both sides of the yeah, fucking really, argument, I do man. Too. But at the end of the day, it it, it 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 always is. It doesn't matter until it comes to your house. So I hope it doesn't come to your house, any of, any of this. I hope it doesn't come to my house. But it, 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 it may take that forth the tides to fucking change. I don't know. Well, this is our house. This fucking is, ain't right. This is Cloud City. <laughs> That's where we're at. Um, the, uh, Lando Calrissian has returned yeah. to Durango. Our, our, benefactor, our benefactor is back um, from a wildly successful venture in Chicago. And, yeah. Uh, welcome back to Blakey and Jackie. Back to the, back to the, our little world. They're in the fold. They're back in the fold. Um, who the fuck are we, buddy? Dude, not only are we the whiskiest of reels, but we are the riskiest of wheels. It is the whiskey reel. We are here on a Thursday, 
on a Thursday, weird. I believe the English call it. It's weird. We are floating high above Durango, above the 970. We are high above you. We are looking down. We are not setting off a prescribed fire. We are here. And that scared the shit out of everybody. I know it did. And if you see smoke coming up from us, it's not a prescribed fire. It's just a podcast. So just relax. Okay? Everybody take a beat. It is springtime. It is beautiful. The trees are a tree in. The flowers are a flower in. And everybody that has hay fever is a sneezing and miserable. Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Everybody's coughing and hawking up shit. It's great. Yeah. Welcome to Durango, everybody. Sitting across from me is one man that if you hawked him up, he would hit the ground running. <laughs> He's got two legs, and he would Weird. just keep motoring, dude. Weird. Never hawk this man up. You you actually swallow. Don't spit. <laughs> One Mr. Bob with fan noise of the Tallahassee fan noises. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was off-putting. Uh, across from me, my everything bagel. Yeah, dude. My general manager. Woo! <laughs> Uh, but not now. Blake's back, so you're not the GM of Cloud City. <coughs> That's true. Not anymore. I'm like, um, no, I'm like a shift leader. I was I was talking earlier today about um, that. Uh, what was the sequel to? Oh, the Vampire Lestat or Queen of the Damned? Queen of the Damned with uh, Stuart Townsend and uh, rest in peace. And Aisha. What? What's her name? Aisha. No, I don't remember what her fucking name is. <laughs> She didn't last very long. But long story short, I was thinking about Stuart Townsend. He played Dorian oh, Gray. Yes, he did. He played Dorian Gray <laughs> in That's great. the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He did. So I'm going to tie two of your nicknames together. Nice. And you are just going to be my Extraordinary Gentleman. Yeah. Mr. Sir Antonio Brandes. Ooh, son. Let's what was get her name? Into it. Who? What was her name? At Queen first of the I Dead. don't succeed. I know. What was her name? Dude. Bro. I'm not doing it. I'm not telling you until you figure it out. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, what's her name? I know. She tragically died. She died in an airplane crash because she carried I too know. much luggage. Oh. Classic man. woman shit. Yeah, that's Classic. Queen of the Dead. Blah, blah. Um. No, she was super talented, died too young, and R. Kelly may or may not have groomed her. That's fine. I think that's actually fact. <laughs> think, yeah, that's <laughs> literally fact. Uh, uh, what are we What are we imbibing on? We are imbibing. Let's do this shit on schedule this let's week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's act uh, like professionals. There is a winemaker named Michael David. We yeah. talked about the petite, petite, like probably a month and a half ago. Yeah. Great, was, great was wine. Great wine. It's 50% ago. petite Syrah. 50% Petit Verdot. Good stuff. Super fun stuff. Super reliable. I have not had this bottling yet. Same producer, Michael David. He kind of, he's a Cali guy. Lodi. Which, if it comes to Zinfandel, drives me fucking up the wall. Because it's like maple syrupy. Um, this is his sixth sense. Syrah. Um Big fan of Sorrel. Maybe... Me too. If if I have to have one red grape, I don't know if it would be Sorrel. Unless it was from a uh, coat roti, like French Sorrel, like getting really uber dorky. But Sorrel can be all things to all people. Uh, the Australians call it Shiraz. Yep. 
it couldn't be more different when it's grown over here and couldn't be more different when it's grown in France. It's one of those things. It's like, it's like Sauvignon Blanc. It takes on the character of wherever it's grown. In California, it tends to want to harken back to France, which is roasty. It's toasty. Like you can tell the barrels that they put this in are um, probably three or four char barrels. They're really nice. It's really like sensible char on it, but it's brambly. It's all black fruits, like blackberries and raspberries and it's like blueberries. It's all dark fruit, but that's super ripe. But there's like this toastiness to it that Syrah does for me. Um, it typically is like accelerated ABV. This is 15%, which is Pretty like normal, yeah. which is like not super elevated, but but up there, like 13, 13 and a half is what a normal wine is at. Um, the French like to mix in some Viognier to it, little white wine into it, little mm-hmm. little splashy poo, just to add some dynamics and some florality to it. This is 100% Syrah from Lodi, Michael David. Um Bobby, go ahead and talk about it. It's it's dank, it's dark. Um, like you say, those blackberry, like kind of like um it reminds me of a cassis. There's a little bit of um, that to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I got you. I don't want to say it's syrupy, but it's it this is a dank um this is a red meat wine, I think, in a lot of ways. I, I would if I was gonna pair it with something, I want something bloody. Yeah. And just yeah. Um it's nice. It's I mean, for what, what, 18 bucks? I yeah, think it's like 17, 18 bucks yeah. you will pay. Um, it's beautifully bottled. It Michael David doesn't fuck around a whole lot. You'll see a lot of his wines are usually very ornate labels. or He's a hyper stoner, so you'll see a lot of this occulty sort of uh, Grateful Dead themes on a lot of his stuff yes. and stuff like that. So um, it's really well-made Syrah. It's very California Syrah. I it's think, not French. It's not anywhere yeah. else in the world. I think people that are used to going to sit at the bar and order a a, noir, a, PT, a, a Pinot Noir or something like that are going to be a little shocked at, like, this This is a very... There's a lot of body to this wine. That's a, there, See, there's a lot of depth to this wine. There is. I would say it's dense, but it's not heavily bodied. It's a medium-bodied wine, but it's dense, and it's it's got a lot of... It's got a lot of other stuff going on that There's makes it... There's a lot it, more going it's on. It's not a heavily bodied wine. It's not like this big, giant, ginormous, like, cape that gets wrapped over you, like cab, like California cab style. No, no. It no. it has some sensibility to it, but that roastiness and that black fruit and the, the, the ABV helps hold the whole thing up, but it's got a really nice acidity to it. And because the oh, tannins yeah. are long and like real unctuous and real like supple, and you can kind of chew it a little bit, which you should do with Syrah because it's kind of bloody and it's it's very sanguine and bloody and like salty sometimes. That's what makes it work so well. Like Bobby said, with like it's roasted beasties, char loves Syrah, like like char something and drink a Syrah, and life makes sense um, all the time. Um, it, that's why it's not, it, it's like blood is great, but char is better. Like, yeah. tr- like beat up some fucking char up some tri-tip and cut it mid rare and eat it with a Syrah and life makes sense. Like for sure. It's a really, really, um, really 
delicate bottling for Michael David by virtue of like what he's usually doing. Cause it's like diet Orrin Swift where Orrin Swift is the heaviest of hands and oh, Michael yeah. David's kind of diet that it's really great. 17 bucks a bottle guys. Seriously. Six cents Syrah. It's really, really good. And, um, it's a great pairing wine and just a, let's watch the sunset with a glass of wine in mine. Yeah. It's sounds really nice. good. Yeah. Oh, That's all. I Prov. So I, I did prove. I did what I always do, and I throw out ideas on our little text thread, and trying to spark conversation. Because yeah. that's what. By the way, that's what we do. We have conversations. That's all we do, actually. That's basically all we do. We don't have any other purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> it's podcast. Um, that's why you're tuning in. <laughs> I wanted to have a discussion about. Um, I was watching some British gangster movies. Yeah, which I'm prone to do. Yeah. And we all have become prone to do. Hell yeah. But you brought up the idea, well, we don't necessarily want to talk about British gangster movies. Let's talk about gangster movies and let's talk about cultural differences. Yeah. And so we're like, well, fuck it. What's the difference between British gangster film and American gangster film? Which I think we're all pretty like maybe the most watched fucking like genre genre yeah like, when i mean was... outside of like just oh, yeah. probably comedy f- fantasy and comedy, comedy. movie yeah comedy is yeah. the most watched but like yeah and uh, this and is a great gangster movie incorporates comedy in all the right ways all the right ways the absurdity of gangster life is hilarious it's hilarious and sometimes the comedy and the violence intersect in such a beautiful way but we, I was just thinking about this while you were talking about it. Yeah. This isn't to exclude other parts of the world, Mm-mm. like Brazil and South Africa. And, and there's a there's a, a very rich cinematic gangster um, milieu that runs through a lot of these different parts of the world that we're not excluding. We know they're there. They just might not be as prevalent. We just wanted to... Talk about the lowest hanging fruit, which is the British gangster, American gangster. What makes him different? What makes him well, similar? What makes them all cool? I mean, the, those two genres, American gangster films and British gangster films, are kind of monoliths. They are they stand on their own, and they are what they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like, I think it's a fun idea to like kind of like, well, what the fuck makes them other than the accents, right? You know what I mean? What makes them different? And we talked about this, and 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 originally when he said British gangster, I was like, well, because tactile wise, it feels like British gangster and American gangster movies are so very different. Even though you're talking about the same general trope, the same general fucking format, sure. what makes it feels like to me, what I brought up was like, it feels like American gangster movies are very, they're almost like um, period pieces. Like you have no. Gangs of New York, you have Goodfellas, like, you know, Italian mob, you have Irish mob, right? You have black gangsters, Mexican gangsters. You have all these different, like, separate secular gangster stories, okay. but are yeah. very period. Like you can, like you look at Boys in the Hood, or you look at American Me, and it's like encapsulating something. They are of a time. They're of a time, and um, 
you look at British gangster stuff. I brought up like the craze and different stuff that was more of, or more of a biopic. Yeah, that is different because you're talking about actual people that existed. It, it, it was tied to things but, that actually exactly. Yeah. But British gangster stuff, there's blacks, there's fucking Middle Eastern, yeah. there's white guys. Yeah. It, it it had nothing it's to do with Jewish race. gangsters. There's totally yeah. whereas American shit, it was always very secular. Yeah. It was either the Irish versus the Italian They're versus enclaved. the black yeah. versus. So, it, I think more than anything, it leads to now. Granted, England is a a dropping turd from the ass of America by virtue of its size. I get it. <laughs> um, it may have true. We were going. It may have that. once ruled the world. It doesn't anymore. By any stretch of the imagination, even though you might want to sing King Charles coronated, great. I'm sure that was fun for everybody. Monarchs, really cool. Um, but British gangster movies seem to be more about class and socioeconomic than about race. American oh, gangster yeah, movies okay. seem to be more about wealth. I'll buy that. Because you look at Christopher Walken, Gangs in New York. That's, or or oh. Christopher Walken, King of New York. King of New York. Um, and he Abel, was a, Abel Ferrar. A, Abel Ferrar. You look at that, and it's a white guy making his way up the black gangster, the black gangster ladder. Chain, yeah. But it was just because he had money and power. Yeah. Right? It wasn't, but that but that was a an aberration. That's like a, usually, wow. I haven't even thought about that one. But he, that was atypical of a gangster movie. But that, the, so that is like almost a subgenre of like guy working his way like that's a scarfacey kind of story very scarfacey but scarface worked up his way throughout the latin community sure christopher walken was a white guy yeah. working his way up through harlem that's a great movie god that's such a good fucking that's movie. a good fucking movie i forgot about that one we didn't even talk about it during our what would, you, what would you like to order? I'll take six of them, four of them. Dude, Lawrence Fishburne in that was fucking magical, by the way. Um, yeah. If you've never watched King of New York, you should. Yeah. He's, He's got, got one a of great the great soundtrack. dancing scenes, too. Oh, oh which is so awkward. God, it's awkward. The most great. awkward thing in the world. Oh, uh, walking But it dancing. was weird, like, how they all connected in that. But, but again, American gangster movies are very... It feels very secular. Um, very, like... You know, we grew up watching Boys in the Hood, Menace Society. That was that was South Central LA. It wasn't even LA because people were like that's LA shit. That was, trust me. Um, if you watch American Me, that was more LA. That's more LA. Like yeah. that was because our Hispanic and Latin community and our gangster community and Latin community is far bigger than it is in the black community in LA and always has been. But that. We had this secular little take a peek into these people, whereas British gangster is just socioeconomic. It was either you were poor, you had money, you wanted money, and everybody worked together. So it was a very different, felt like a different energy. Yeah, I mean, outside of, like, you brought up the craze, um, which has been, God, there's been probably... Five different fucking movies. Two good ones. Yeah. Um, Legend with um, Tom Hardy. Hardy, And then that other did did The Craze, which was great. Which was great. Um, A lot of theirs are almost more like... I don't know how I would describe it, but they're... 
British gangster films are character driven and they're dialogue driven and they are right. Whereas America, it's about this is the slice of life. This is what was happening here. This is the shit we were doing. We right talked now. about this. Like it's almost like, um, like when you look at like Miller's Crossing, or you look at, um, you you look at cinema, especially American cinema. There's a lot of implications. There's a lot of implied movement and implied thought. Uh, you brought up that brilliant moment in Goodfellas where they're panning down to De Niro and he's not saying anything, but you know he's figuring out who he has to kill at that moment. Yeah. Um, English gangster movies don't do that. They do it all through dialogue. They talk There's it no out. supposition. There's yeah. no like. There's no subtext to their wants and needs. They kind of tell you exactly what they're going to do. They tell you exactly what they're going to do to you, which makes it even more fun. I'm going to fucking stomp your fucking head in a fucking cab. And and the Americans, they just sit back and go, okay, yeah, go ahead. And there's always that moment in American gangster movies where you're like, that guy's dead. That guy's dead. That guy's dead. And I love both. We're huge fans of both genres. and but, But the secularness of American gangster movies. And like I, I that's why I keep going back that England is a very small country, it has a very finite shoreline. America's a huge, ginormous place where people can thrive in different areas and never know each other. Like New York gangsters and LA gangsters aren't the same gangsters. Miami gangsters and Chicago gangsters aren't the same gangsters. So we've got a little bit more diverse, kind of rich kind of bed of gangsterism that we met but well fucking las vegas was run from kansas city for decades run from everywhere apparently you know was it run from sicily i don't know i don't know weird place we don't know weird thing but somebody decided to build a giant fucking city in the middle of nowhere yeah and it was like the what is that mob what does that take part of that yeah super weird and who controlled them and then who controlled the guys that who controlled them we don't know so let's do this. Let's yeah. talk. Let's 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 make a short list real quick on both sides. Best best of best. Yeah, like what are the special landmark um, for British me? British gangster films? Um, it's hard. I mean, you want to not throw in Guy Ritchie? No, I think you can include Guy Ritchie almost as its own genre. There, he did a trilogy. If you want to do Snatch, if you want to do Lockstock. Um, those were, those changed cinema. 100%. In a lot of ways. Yeah. For good and for bad. A lot of people yeah. took shorts because of that stylistic directing, but they were some of the best fucking gangster movies ever made. So Guy Ritchie's, he did the trilogy of Lockstock, Snatch, and Rock and Rolla, which I think you can all kind of just lump together. Those three movies made Guy Ritchie. They, I love them all equally. Too. They landmarked Guy Ritchie. 100%. Um, Sexy Beast. See, which is that's where you get more, that's where you get more kind of esoteric and more art filmy. Sure. Um, by the way, the best Ben Kingsley role, you want to give him an Oscar for Gandhi? <laughs> yeah. Get, Suck my dick, watch, Gandhi. Watch Sexy Beast. Um, Sexy Beast might be the, one of the bigger tour de forces as an actor. Like, he comes in and 
Ray Winstone is so good, and I love that man so much. He's such a great actor. And I've never seen somebody blown off the screen so just dispassionately. He's a gorilla. And I think that was his, like, animal spirit for the movie was yeah. a gorilla. Ben Kingsley's role. When he's on the screen with Ben and Kingsley, sexy he beast. seems meek. He's a meek, per- and so would you, and so would I. Yeah. He blew him off the screen. It's Don, not even close. Don Logan is the character name. And, Man. Yeah. and the funny thing, they set it up in a really clever way in Sexy Beast because the first time... By the way, Sexy Beast, British gangster movie, um, early 2000s, I yeah, think. Yeah. If you haven't watched Sexy Beast, it's a, it's kind of a, a, a almost would be tropey now because so many people have stolen the style. Yes. Like Sexy Beast had a style and it was slick and it was colorful. I don't think, don't, they invented that fucking, that style, man, in that movie. That movie was next level, dude. It's it's a crazy movie. And he's perfect in it. He's perfect in it. The first time his name is mentioned on screen, they they get a reaction shot from everybody in the scene. And everybody's scared. And they're all scared. Visibly scared. Another one before we run long. No, no layer right cake. Layer cake is the best Daniel Craig movie that nobody knows about. Yeah, and I'm so blown away that people don't know Layer Cake. Layer Cake is. I've introduced people to Layer Cake so, so many I. times. It's one of my. I found it's, that on my own, it's and fabulous. I looked. I looked. I watched it, and I looked around. I was like, <gasps> Did anybody see this? It, it does something that. On, honestly, like there's a Scarface element to that because the drug element to it yeah, is so prevalent in that movie. It's about the drugs, but it's about these men that control how that all works. And then it's just a comedy of errors in a weird way. In a weird way. It's just happenstance. Yeah. It's the it's the it's the unqualified notion that you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Because this is life. And all you know is that somebody can take a left turn instead of a right turn and fuck you up. That and, literally yeah. is the premise of the... And Layer Cake is one of those movies you just watch it and you're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And every yeah. guy is that guy. Yeah. You're just, oh, that, I know oh, that guy. I didn't, I didn't mention one. I'm going to hit you real quick on the British tip. Okay. Revolver. Oh, that's another Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Maybe Jason Statham's best movie. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would argue for Snatch because he's just so fucking funny in it. Yeah, but he was kind of a background character almost in Snatch in a weird way. He was kind of a sounding board in Snatch. Yeah, he was the constant. Right. Whereas in Revolver, there was actual character arc. Sure. And that was a gangster movie. Um, Don't you think? Yeah, 100%. Or was that more of a revenge thriller? I mean, it's a revenge thriller, but I mean, that goes back to classic... European, like, I mean, Get Carter with Michael Caine, the Michael Hodges movie. Yeah. Is, he's a gangster. But it's not a gangster movie. But it's not necessarily, yeah, it's not about the gangs. That'd be calling, like, Blue Heaven a uh, gangster movie. Right, right. Right. It's about about this character that just happens to be a gangster that's going to murder a bunch of people because they fucked his brother. (laughs) That's it. You know what I mean? Is that a problem? Yeah. It's not a problem, it's right? It's like Dead Man's Shoes. <laughs> right. Oh. With Patty Considine, which is an homage to Dead Carter. You know what I mean? By the way... It, Suck my dick if you haven't watched that movie. When we do revenge movies. Oh, my God. Oh, we did revenge movies. We talked we about di- Patty Considine. We didn't bring up... 
I this. think we did. Did we? I thought we brought up Dead Man's okay, Shoes. Okay, Patty Considine, who now, thank God, uh, was put in the last Game of Thrones um, spinoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. get your bag, Patty Considine, who's been doing yeoman's work acting oh. for so long. He a did badass. a movie called Dead Man's Shoes that is... I don't even know what to, how to explain it, but fuck, fuck you. If you're a fan, if you're a fan of really good movies, Dead Man's Shoes, Patty Considine, it is so fucking good. Dude. It is so good, and you literally won't know what's gonna happen until the end. It yeah. is ridiculous. Dude. There's a scene in that movie where he's getting revenge on these guys that got his brother killed. And, oh, it's so beautiful, and he dopes them <laughs> with dude. acid. Oh, and yeah. it. Holy fuck, dude. It's fucked. It's, it's fucked. fucked. It's one of the most horrifying things but it's amazing. I've ever seen. It's amazing. It's He's the best thing ever. Terrifying. He's terrifying. terrifying. Um, American gangster shit includes... Well, like, come on. This is... It's it's like the L.A. gangster, like I mentioned. Like the John Singleton shit. Like Boys in the Hood. You've got, you know, Menace mm. Society. We've got... Um, well, you got um, New Jack City's... New Jack City, which... That was his Brought in a term. whole new thing scarface which is an american movie it's about getting by in america gangster movies have been predominant and will be predominant through our entire existence there's a fascination around people who are these people there's always going to be gangsters whether it's don king whether it's suge knight whether it's um you know, heads of like really big crime families. There's a gangsterism in the Western mindset that is predominant. Well, and we'll talk about like ob- the obvious, like the the Italian gangster. Um, you know, you can't talk about this genre without talking about The Godfather. You can't talk about this without talking about Goodfellas. No, there's other movies that Casino. are lesser seen. Like we talked about State of Grace. State of Grace, which, which might about, be one of the best Irish gangster movies of all time. I, I think it's like kind of the might ultimate be? Irish gangster movie. It's yeah. pretty good. Um, pretty there's, good. you know, Black Mass with uh, about Whitey Bulger. About you Whitey Bulger. You, know, you got to yeah. talk about that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, But the shit comes back in America to like Tombstone. Like that's a gangster movie. Those, that was two competing gangs in a tiny little town. I don't know if you it know was I mean? two competing and, gangs. But that's actually how it happened in real life. It no, was I like know. I this understand. sort of law enforcement group that not really law enforcement. I understand. They're trying to own a town. And and listen, we all grew up thinking uh, PD was gangs. like, And they ran it like gangs. They, like, yeah. Like, there's been a lot of PD. Like, I grew up in, I grew up in L.A. where Rampart in L.A. was historically the most corrupt police department ever in the history of ever. Like they were a gang. They would shake you down. They would take your shit. They would charge you for nothing. They would fuck you up. Like they're gangs. So what are we talking about when we're talking about gangs? Like the, and I think, I think recent movies have explored that. Yeah. Like that Gyllenhaal movie, uh-huh. the cop movie exp- explored that. Are we the gang oh, the or David they, Ayers. Yeah, are, the David we, are they the yeah. gang or are we the gang? Right. And that's an interesting dichotomy. Well, training day. A training day, yeah. which go fuck yourself. David Ayers got into that. Listen, listen. Who's the who's the real gangster? Listen. Here? Listen. If nobody 
puts Denzel Washington down as one of your favorite actors of all time, I just don't trust you. I don't get it. I don't trust you as he's, a person. He's Mount Rushmore. He's Mount Rushmore, dude. Are we done with this shit? Yeah. Are we done? Denzel's Mount Rushmore. Because Denzel's done. Dude, that motherfucker is on St. Elsewhere. Yeah. In the 80s. I know. I know. I don't want to talk about Denzel. <laughs> I'm starting to get angry. I'm going to make my own American gangster movie. I'm going to fight everybody that doesn't know who Denzel Washington is. Just punch him in the neck. Um, we had a we had a good run at, from the twenties. There's movies like Hoodlums, Lawrence Fishburne. Um, we had there's a lot of good what we would consider gangster movies. There's twenties gangsters, thirties gangsters, forties, fifties, sixties. We had this whole America's been filled with gangsters, and so has Britain. It's been all gangsters, and they've been running the streets and. Hopefully, you haven't had to deal with them, but if you have, you know you love these movies as much as we do. Um, go is, watch. It, is it our favorite genre? It's one of mine, man. You know what I mean? I got a hard time peeling myself away from this genre. Like, as like, a dude, grown old person. We've been talking about The Sopranos God, I love for... Them. And that's a Jersey little shit mafia gang. Yeah. That's not even like a baller gang. It's like a family drama. It's bullshit. Like, by virtue of gangsterism, it's bullshit. Like, there's so much bigger fish to fry. Sure. But it's done so well, and you understand it. But it's a sect. Like, I'm telling you, black folk don't know what the Sopranos are doing. Some of their choices and shit, they're like, I don't know what the fuck you... What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Well, you know... It's different. The sensibility across racial lines is different. The Asian gangs have a different sensibility than Latino gangs. Oh, we could do a whole that, show that, dude, on 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 Asian gangster movies. Dude. That's a genre that, like, nobody yo, has fucking seen. Dude, well, Latino gangster the multo, movies. The, the majority of people on planet Earth. La- dude, seen Latino them, gangster movies. Them. American Mead, yeah. uh, fucking Blood In, Blood Out. Yeah. That type of shit. That shit is fucking like everybody's got their own little picadillas and their Dude, own little Beat bridge to Has made The Godfather thirty times. Like he's made so many fucking but movies. It's, yeah, but where he's and, just then the you boss. go. What's what's harder, Yakuza or? Yeah, it gets into you feel all me? That like shit. like it's crazy, dog. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we've all been tribal. We've yeah. all want to belong to something. We all want to be powerful and strong and feel like we can affect change and are protected when we feel weak. That's what gangsters are. Before we take a break, I'll throw this out to you. They're soft-ass fools. Since we're bringing up Asian films, um, would you qualify? Because I think 100% this is a gangster movie. What? Yojimbo is a fucking gangster Yeah. Movie. Yeah. He takes two competing villages no, I know. that are fucking I know. thugs, gangsters. Yeah, but that and that and trope has been done. And they've remade it into gangster movies. What was the Bruce Willis uh, shit? Uh, um Oh yeah. That's La- your last, Jimbo. Man, last, last Man. Last Man Sandy. Same show. Same show. Fistful of dollars. Let's go. Let's two, go. Two is that a gangster movie though? It's a gangster movie. I don't know what it is. It's a gangster movie. Isn't it its own thing? It's its own thing, but because like, it's not day in the life. I mean, if you take it from the perspective of the Bruce Willis version, that's definitely he's pitting two competing Rival. gangs. 
rival combatants games against, against each, each other. other. Right. And he's playing but both is that, sides. Isn't that more Ocean's Eleven than it is Godfather? It's gangster shit. All right. Well, fuck it. Be gangster, bro. It's just a different perspective. Be gangster, boo. Yo Jimbo was a fucking gangster. Be gangster, bro. Ronin. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to do what we do. 1099. Smoke outside. I don't know. Suck down a fat dart. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back in like uh, 45 seconds. Colors. 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 I am a nightmare walking, psychopath talking King of my jungle, just a gangster stalking Living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse Been dead as a death, back the colors I choose Red or blue, cause of blood, it just don't matter Sucker died for your life when my shotgun scatters Colors, the gangs of LA will never die Just multiply colors Colors, guys we're back Little bitch 9704265344 is the number Little bitch if you want to get back at us and talk about gangster movies. If you're a gangster, which you're not. Nobody listens no, to this right now. Nobody's has ever committed gang violence. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nor have we. You might think your hood is fuck. You're not. You're not. You've never. Uh, reach out to us. Send me a text message. Do what you got to do. Um, also, whiskeyreelatgmail.com. We're That's on all up. the socials. All That's that kind up. of stuff. There's nothing less gangsta about sending me a message on Instagram. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever IG message, <laughs> um, Facebook messenger, but just text. Yeah, y'all text. Yeah, we, like we would it. never accept a voicemail. By the way, just text. Um, we accept voicemails. Oh, okay. Uh, and in fact, I think I have one. Do you really? But I'm not gonna play it. Why? Um, but I did want to pass on to Tor. Our old buddy. Oh, Tor. You remember Tor? Tor's dope. He drives down the alley with his I, son. I know. Tor's good people. He wanted to uh, send us a little message. He said he wants to try that rum and fuck the fascists. So, yeah, yeah, brother. Three arrows. Yeah. Tor's, fuck the fascists, man. Tor's fuck on, the fascists, Tor's on bro. our side. That's what's up, man. I mean, when you have a strong, powerful person named Tor, it's just... One letter away from Thor. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. So, this is normally the time we do some media. Have you been watching anything? I have. I'm a little disturbed Ooh, by the on. fact that one of our favorite shows has been taking a lot of heat. Tell me. As you know, Ted Lasso might be one of the most tremendous series it's huge. It's tremendous. Yeah. Um, people are saying that this last season is like scattershot and shitballed. And I don't... I, I, I'm having a hard time reconciling this. I've seen some blowback. You've seen it too, right? On the socials. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of the critics are saying that it's gotten too... It's over con- the- over the top suite. Yeah, it's convoluted. Things. They're trying to story arc everything into everything. And I get that. I, I think the Connor storyline that's going on right now. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. And I think this week's episode was a Sweet goddamn as hell. amazing scene. Sweet show. as hell. 
Um, are we just dumb now? Or I don't get it, dude. Are we non-critical now? It's no. I think we're just unwilling to accept things that are good in our lives. Because, like, dude, Coach Beard screaming at the reporters is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Dude, the Jimmy Page screamathon, huh? Hilarious. Fucking amazing. It was amazing. So, and that's pure Brendan Hunt. But what that's I'm saying, who he is as a person. What I'm saying is this. Like, I hear all this nag constantly. God forbid you're good at any point. This is what I'm saying. God forbid you're good at any point. Because if you make a misstep from being good, you will be fucking shattered yeah. into being bad as soon as it's an implied misstep. If you're shitty all the time, like we are, we'll never hear a misstep. But if somebody actually appreciates your shit for a tiny bit of time, and you step out of line, according to them, a little bit, they will roast your fucking ass. Why has this show become so, like... How is Ted Lasso divisive? Dude. Come on. Stop. And you Can know, we not just enjoy this? I think it's people not even understanding why Ted Lasso is good. It's good because of the characters. Yes. It's good because Bill Lawrence does the best ensemble work of anybody in television history, maybe. Yeah. Of bringing people together and creating an ensemble cast and making you actually care about these characters. But... They're saying that doing. it's overreaching. Yeah, but it's They're so... overreaching so much. Ugh. I don't agree with it. I don't either, dude. I hate the fact that people... Like, how do you not watch one of these episodes and feel anything other than, like, fuck yeah. Your day's better. Your day's better. I promise you. Every time you watch Ted Lasso, your day has I improved. I hate the fact that... Our day is not better by people saying that they've dropped the ball. Yeah. If you get to go Come to on. bed watching an episode of Ted Lasso, you win. You better for it. Yeah. Sir. Madam. I, wow. What kind of fucking super, like, like next level first world problems are those? They're like, Jesus. oh, my Ted Lasso episode was kind of not what I wanted it to be. Stop it. It's like people that fucking flipped out on The Last Jedi. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? Here we go. It's like fucking Force Awakens happens, and they're like, oh, it's just an homage to fucking New Hope. It's just basically a remake. No fucking original ideas. <laughs> then Last Jedi's like, oh, here's a bunch of original ideas. Oh, fuck that. They're not following they're lore. They're not following lore. Yeah, what the fuck are we okay. doing? Okay. Fucking Last Jedi. Well, fucking, that's not my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, nerds Chunk. and nerdesses, Ugh, we gross. still have Dune. At the end of the day. Has anybody said anything negative about Dune? Mm, yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen... Now, I remember when Dune first came out. And, yeah, we'll just do a Dune thing now. Um, one of the characters, uh, Kynes, Dr. Kynes, yeah. Kynes, they turned her, that character, into a black female. Shocker. Which everybody was just ah! like, what the fuck? Ah! Why does everything have to be uh, a fucking black boy, female now? Oh and I'm gosh. like, also, did you watch the movie? No. Because the character was dope. She was an amazing actress. Yeah. It worked great. Who cares? Let's get to let's get to this next chapter of Dune that I'm so excited about. And it's gonna be as close, from what I understand, 
to the books. Yeah. There's House of Trades is there's stuff that got left kind of left behind. They're, Book-wise, yeah. they're not as altruistic and great as they claim to be. Yes. They're politicians like everybody yeah. is, but um it, I I really am interested in seeing this next fucking one. Dude. Oh, it's going to be fast. This is going to be amazing. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, it's fucking books been out for 50 years. Yeah. You should fucking know the story by now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, we don't yeah. know the, the, how it's going to get there. But they've definitely built up to the idea. That, like, ultimately, this whole thing with Paul doesn't work out great. No, it's, it's not jihad. supposed to. It's a jihad. It's, it's a genocide. Right. It goes across planets. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Which is rad. I mean, yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. I know. It's going to be amazing. Fucking kill Chalamet. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, go. I know how Chalamet dies. Hashtag kill Chalamet. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get to those We're books. never going to get to those. I don't but, know. But it's going to be fun to watch. By the way, just Ted Lasso's good. Just fucking enjoy dude, it. Dude, just laugh. It's I just Swerves was over at her house. Yeah. Never had never watched Lasso. I sat his big ass down. And said, watch this show. Seven episodes in a row later, yeah. he's like, I can't yeah. not watch this for the rest of my life. It's amazing. It's amazing. So why don't we just enjoy what we have? Oh, God. You fucking salty cunts. Because we are who we are. We are who we are. And, we and who are we? Wait. We cannot wait to just shit. <laughs> on everything. On something great. Just everything. Just for dumb fucking reasons. Well, it's mostly just to be cool. Are you a succession guy? No, not dude. I watched. Do you want to hear my succession? I just powered story? through for two weeks. That's want to hear done. my succession story. Yeah. I watched the first episode. It was so anxiety ridden. Mm-hmm. Me and Rex watched it, and our palms were sweating. Yeah. We turned it off. It's great. I know it is. We're gonna get back there. It's. Great. I'm just saying at the time. We had so much shit going on. We're like, this is fucking heavy, bro. Now, to be clear, it is a remake of many, many shows. Okay. It's Yellowstone and Sons of Anarchy and Sopranos. Yeah, I'm tropey-wise. Yeah, it's all all of that property wrapped up in just different a different demographic, a different group of people. Yeah. And they're all bad. They're yeah. all horrible fucking They all people. suck. They all suck. Right. Every one of them. Right. And there's moments when you like them more than others. Right. And then you realize, oh, But they still oh, all no, suck. You, you suck. Yeah. But they're eloquent. They're smart. They're pretty fucking funny, I hate them all. Vindictive, shitty fucking I want to hate them all. But it's a really great show. <laughs> and I powered through it, and this is the last season, so I'm all caught up now. So, so you're feeling good about yourself? No, I, I'm just saying I'm glad I did it. Because like, I did. I, I'm going to do it. I just finished Better Call Saul. Yeah, right. I just finished it. It's great. It's so good. It's really good. It's so good. It's a great it's finish. It's one man. of the most infuriating shows you will ever watch. It is, but man, it's a pretty satisfying it's way. It's so good, dude. And it makes... Here's what I love about it. It makes be- Breaking Bad better. It makes Breaking Bad better. I know. It so enhances that's, Breaking Bad, that's, which is already probably the greatest show ever. Maybe the greatest show ever. It and enhances so, it. I'm going back into Breaking Bad. Ooh. After. Because like Rex hasn't seen Whoa. the entire Breaking Bad. That's insane. 
because she was she lived in Albuquerque for eight years. Yeah. So she hated it. Oh my Because everything was Albuquerque. Yeah. Dude. Oh, everything's Albuquerque. Let's go. All oh right. man. All right. First time that kid shows up with a bag full of Lauterberger. Oh my god. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> We are in Albuquerque, did it, baby. Did it touch your soul? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Did it jump? Uh, did, did it jump a little? Uh, it shifted. It shifted. That's fine. <laughs> a lot of burger is not as good as people say. <laughs> no, it sucks. <laughs> no, it, really it does s- not suck. Come on, It's dude. good burgers, dude. It's fine. It's good burgers. It's like White Castle people. It's tribal. It's very tribal. It's burger like in and out, in and out from my land. Yeah. Burger people are tribal. Right. Everybody's like, no, fuck you, in and out. And they're You ever had a fucking Whataburger? And they're trifling. Yeah. They're very It's some trifling bullshit. It's dog shit. It's all a burger. It's it's just a stupid burger. It's all a burger. Everybody chill the fuck out. Super stupid burger. All you five guys versus fucking... Fuck off. Fucking five guys, bro. They all all taste the same, you dickhead. Yeah, they're burgers. They're all burgers. Basically. If you're drinking it with a lovely Syrah... Sure. Now we're talking. A lovely Syrah. Now we're talking. Um, so that's all I'm watching right now. Um, all right. I did watch last night the new Evil Dead movie. And I will I'm very going... briefly say... Don't watch it? It's fine. See, everybody says... But I heard people come back and say it's better than what it was. It's... I mean, I, I don't... I, I guess... It's a really good entry into that mythology. It changes okay. the mythology a little bit. It play, right. it plays with the rules. I heard it so was, to speak. It's beautiful. It's fucking. It looks awesome. Amazing to okay. look at. Okay. I don't think it's cinematography. Cinematographically, I don't know. I don't think it's as good as the 2013 Evil Dead. I right. Think the Evil Dead. That movie looks. That movie rocks amazing. my fucking balls. It is so perfect. It rocks my balls. Great fucking movie. Yeah. This one though is a worthy contender for being a part of that universe. It's fun. All right. Um, unexpected shit happens. Yeah, man. I will say that. I'm watching it tonight. You're, you watch the characters and you're like, mm, survivors. And then you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. You suck. Shit. Okay. You're going to die, bitch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm watching it tonight. I like it. I'm very excited. Um, we were talking about gangster movies earlier. We were outside having a smoke and I was like, bro, what is your favorite song gangster movie? Know the Ledge. By Eric B. and Rakim. I think this is just Rakim. <laughs> no, I think Eric B. is on it. I think it's Rakim. Uh, it's Know the Ledge. Talk to me about it, though. What movie is this from? Juice. By the way. I got enough to go around. And it's placed, this thought takes place uptown. This is one of the best soundtracks to any movie yes. ever in the history of ever. It is. Um, this, this cornerstone, this entire movie, was Know the Ledge. Um... Yeah, now, I don't, I don't know. know that I necessarily qualify it as a gangster movie. It's gangster adjacent. Mm, it's gangster adjacent. But when you saw those kids, when you saw Tupac and Omar Epps trying to kill each other, Eric B and Rakim, Bob. both of them, both of them. We yeah. just called it Rakim. So. Okay. <laughs> Eric B had a point, and Rakim split. No, so, no, I understand that. I'm I just saying. That. Um, so, anyways, great fucking movie. Um, Juice is... We have an archived episode where we watched Juice and got completely fucked up. Oh, did we? Oh, yeah. 
I don't remember. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Holy we shit! We watched. Yeah, we have a juice. I episode. never want to hear that. We have two juice episodes. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine how terrifyingly bad that is. Um, this is one of the best, like, gangster-ish movies of all time, and it's got Tupac in it. So watch it. And it's it was a breakout. Juice. It was a breakout for Tupac. Yeah, That's man. When everyone realized, yeah, like, man, he wasn't just Tupac. He was. Yeah, he's a Juilliard kid. Don't get it twisted. No, dude. I know. Remember no. the movie he did with fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking the, um, come on. He was in fucking Reservoir Dog. Tim. Oh, yeah, with Tim, Tim Roth. Roth. That was a cool movie. That was a great movie. What the fuck was that called? That was, was a cool movie. That was a great movie. Um, and he did the Janet Jackson movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, was, yeah. eh. Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice. Sucks um, my dick. That was a solid soundtrack. Whatever, it was it, it was good. It was fine. Was it Singleton? I think Singleton. Yeah, that was Singleton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But dude, that was Juice follow ups as him being the, the villain. No, Woo. he's chilling. Yo, dude, he is chilling. Yeah, he'll kill in that your role. fucking family. Dude, the, that just way. that scene when the fucking locker yeah, shuts. Yeah, man. And he's standing there. You're like, oh fuck. I got oh, enough to uh-oh. go around and, dude, let's go. So Eric B and Rakim, we're going to uh, give you guys a little and uh, crazy juice. reminder about that crazy juice. Know the ledge is fucking yeah. That's all God praises do, man. That that shit, man. That changed, dude. That changed my life. Yeah, I mean, in that context, I don't. I mean, there's other songs. Obviously, we were talking outside about um, colors. hang out with many. Like I totally many. Like he was. Yeah, Raw was on some different shit, man. Obviously, the Boys in the Hood soundtrack was big. Fucking yes. no. Ice T was huge with that fucking. I mean, Colors was a big sure, fucking sure. deal. Sure, Colors was a big deal, but um, like it wasn't like. But that song, it it stamped uh, what Juice was. Yeah. Like Juice was different because Special Ed had a song on that. Everybody yeah. had a song on that. It was like, a great. Juice soundtrack. was a great soundtrack. That is a fire. But Know the Ledge was like when that came out, everybody was like, oh, uh-huh. oh, oh. Because boys, like when Boys in the Hood and when everything came out, it was like, it, it, it was different. Like gangster rap wasn't gangster rap; it was more like boom bap shit, and um, it just everybody reacted differently. When Juice came out, things changed. Like everybody was on some like hitter shit. Like it, it just changed how the way everybody approached um, um, soundtracks. Like everybody approached soundtracks differently. Like after Juice, because they knew that the the album can sell the movie, right? And and 100%. that was one of the first albums selling the movie was Juice. Boys in the Hood did that too, to a certain smaller extent. 
Colors did it too to a certain smaller extent. But man, juice, yo, yo, yeah. that 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 is when it made it was clear that the musicians can can render the the movie viable. Yeah, yeah, I, for sure, without 100%. a doubt, without a doubt, man, it was it was it was it was next level. Wow. I'm just, glad, life. I'm just glad we brought up that movie. I'm glad we brought up Colors. We didn't really discuss Colors. Colors, it's, people got shot in my neighborhood for Colors. Like, it was Colors sucked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, but the Sean Penn was great. Hey, Dennis it was, was a great. weird, weird what movie. Was that? Duvall. That, that was Duvall. Yeah, yeah Duvall, Duvall was the big, the big guy. Penn was the small guy. And, uh, yeah, that was a weird movie because everybody shot each other in the... Sh- in the theater over it like it was a weird it was movie. a bad deal i never saw that in the theater it was not something like well anybody no, why out would of you that, out of that life but man in fox hills mall and all those malls like across compton in in not just south central but just south la like sweeping through the beach cities you don't go see that movie no like, that wasn't a movie everybody saw but they did they accomplished what they set out to do which is this shit is fucked up and real. Yeah. And you want to make it more real? You make people come out fucking blasters. Yeah. And, and tussle. Well, I'll just say this. There's no training day without colors. Hey. It laid the the blueprint 25 there, years earlier. There's no Denzel for, Washington without Jesus Christ. Well, fair enough. Because, God damn it, Denzel. Could you be more perfect as an actor, should we just call this episode Denzel? We should call it Denzel. I, um, I love Denzel. Do you have a quick Washington. pearl of wisdom? Yeah, I do. All right, guys, we're going to do it. We're going to All clutch right. our pearls of wisdom. <laughs> We've been so. <laughs> um, now you don't have to put in the sound effect. It's great. I'm, I am. What are you? What are you, Bobby? I think I'm really good at ex girlfriend relations. You're not bad. I You're better than me. I'm really good friends with most of my exes. But when you get the call from the wrong ex and you're like, oh, we can be friends. On the wrong day. And you just think, you know what? Gross. Maybe there's a reason we're not friends. Yeah. Maybe there's a reason we broke up in the first place. Yeesh. And maybe I believe very much in the tenet of love them as much going out as you do coming in. But, like, love them coming in, love them going away. <laughs> but sometimes, you know what, man? You're not going to be friends with all your exes. No. Old shit will creep right back up, and Boy. you're like, oh, yeah. This is why we can't be friends. That's I, heard awesome. of, I heard of the director, Takeshi Miyuchi. <laughs> um, that may have something else to say about that. Uh, the only pearls of wisdom I have is do something that scares you. And that a lot of people are scared to like people that work out are like, I don't want to do that because it hurts. Like, I don't want to run. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Um, in, in life, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to try to do a different job. I don't want to try to do something else. It's scary. And it is, and it is, and it's fucking terrifying dude and I'm not here to say that it isn't, but I will promise you something. If you do, one thing in the next three weeks that terrifies you, you'll be a better person for it. If you're scared to run because you don't think you can run, uh, 
If you're scared to lift something, you think, don't think you can lift something. If you're scared to talk to your boss, if you're scared to um, change your direction, if that's frightening to you, use that as a fucking compass point for the rest of your life. Go towards the things that scare you. Don't go away from it. it you will be better for it. It's better for you. There's a reason why your body doesn't want to do it because it's uncomfortable. That's the best time to do it. That's the best time to do it. Don't be scared of the things that scare you. Go towards it and then go towards the next thing that scares you and the next thing. And pretty soon you're looking back and you're just fucking, you have a pile of bodies behind you that you're not scared of in a metaphysical way. In I like a, that. In a, in a, in a, you know... I'm not talking about actual bodies, but go towards what scares you. It's it's going to lead you to a better place. I promise you. I told Rexis she now has a great job that is going to be amazing for her, and that's the most important thing. Go towards what scares you. Like that's that's the rule. I think that's cool. I um I'll make a quick anecdote to piggyback on that. Yeah. I was listening to an interview this morning with Robert Ory. I'm sure you remember Robert Ory. You mean Horry? Um, Big Shot Bob. Big Shot Bob. Bro. I think they called him. He was and, a. He uh, was a. He was black and fucking. I mean, he was. You know. By purple, the way, Robert Ory. Purple and gold. When it comes to fear, Robert Ory was fearless. Fearless. The man has seven fucking NBA championship rings. Many of those which he did, contributed directly to. Why? Because Robert Ory was never scared of shit. He doesn't care. He was in on. He was doing an interview this morning with Dan Patrick, and they were talking about Steph Curry and guys like Kobe, guys like Michael that were just these fearless um, assassins. Dude, they don't care. And the coolest part of the interview was like Dan Patrick's like, "Game's on the line. You're playing with Michael. Who You're you playing want? with Steph Curry. Who are you passing to?" He's like, "Robert Ory. I'm taking the shot." I'll take the I'll shot. I'll take the shot. Yeah. And that's who cool. that's a fearless individual. Bro. That's who you want on your back. That's who you want in your six. Yeah. That's who you want fucking on your twelve. And that's that guy who you assassinated want. people. He assassinated people. I know because he was on my team. He barely started for any team. He He's on my on. team. He was amazing. He went to the LA Lakers the same year as Kobe's rookie year. Yeah, that's fine. I know. What happened? Do you remember championships? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, they started hanging shit in the rafters. Jimmy was cutting every link between himself and the robbery, but it had nothing to do with me. 